Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. We're wrapping up a week. Yes, we are. And a book. Yes. Oh, and a month, I actually think. I think Ooh. I think by next week we might be in August. Wow. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. And it's flown by. We, we mentioned it early in the week, just for everybody to know. Next week, we will be continuing text talk, and mm-hmm. it'll still be season three. This emphasis on New Testament writings that had a direction toward Hebrews who became Christians, or dealing with some of those questions about the law. We talked about Matt. We read Matthew. We read Galatians. We've read Hebrews now. And next, we're going to finish up this year James. with James. Yeah. We're going to move into that book written to the 12 tribes in the dispersion. Mm-hmm. So an emphasis on Hebrew Christians there as well. So get into James for next week, but today let's wrap up Hebrews 13. Would you please read verses 18 through 21 from your New King James? Absolutely. Pray for us, for we are confident that we have a good conscience in all things, desiring to live honorably, but I especially urge you to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. What a prayer. It is a prayer. An exhortation to prayer and then a prayer. Yes. Pray for us. Now let me pray for you. Exactly. Which may give us some insight in how to pray for him, him or you, brethren, or him over there, Peyton, who's still sitting in the room with us today, listening intently. Yeah, he is. He's doing a good job at that. Or, or pray for me. Uh huh. He said, "This is just a this is just a great prayer." So let's talk a little bit about praying for one another. Let's do that. Let's spend some time. You know, I feel like a a chapter that starts with the importance of brotherly love just wouldn't be quite complete without a word on prayer. Brotherly love must continue, and mm-hmm. prayer is a part of brotherly love. Yeah, absolutely, it is. And what I like about this prayer, I think this is a prayer, and we can talk about prayer in general, but I I just want to read this one again. Yeah. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a prayer to be praying on behalf of one another. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful thing. Are you like me, Andrew? Do you ever struggle wondering, what should I pray for other well, people? sure. Sure. I, I mean, when someone's asked me to pray for a certain thing, okay, I, I can pray for that. I know yeah. that. Now I've now I've got the words. But just just praying for my brothers and sisters in general and trying to figure out what, what, what are the appropriate God-honoring, God-glorifying prayers for for the preachers, for elders, as we've been talking about, yeah, leaders, leaders, and then just the saints in general. Sure. I think here is a fantastic model of praying for one another. I agree. I appreciate that uh, the first half of the prayer and the end of the prayer is, is really about glorifying God. Mm. Um, you know, you get down to what is the what is the request in this prayer. It seems to be that the Christians could be equipped or complete 
really to continue on in their work and service for the Lord. But before he gets there, he says all these wonderful things about Jesus, about God and his resurrection. There is a tremendous value in spending time in prayer of lauding and praising Jesus, of lauding and praising God. He is worthy. This prayer is anchored in the fact that the Lord God brought the Lord Jesus back from the dead, Mm -hmm. which we've had mention of here throughout the letter to the Hebrews as they've talked about his death, and by his death he has conquered death, and he has set us free from slavery to fear of death. His life, of course, his sacrifice, and then his ensuing life following the sacrifice demonstrates that he is Lord and he is King that he has taken our sins away. Uh, So we're we're back to, we're praying to the God who set this plan in motion, who worked this plan out. We're praying to the God who lifted the Lord Jesus from the dead. We're praying to the God who has made Jesus the great shepherd of the sheep. We're praying to the God who has this blood of the eternal covenant. He's the one that we're reaching out to. He's the one that we're asking to, to help us do all of these things we've talked about. Right, right. Um, even in this chapter, we've talked about uh, loving the brethren. We've talked about visiting the people in prison. We've talked about uh, praising God with our lips, you know, the fruit of our lips. We've talked about doing good and not getting tired of doing good in verse 16. Talked about uh, praying for one another. We are encouraged to do many things. And so we need his strength, and we need uh, we need the encouragement uh, that he is with us, so that we continue on in it. In fact, at the end of this letter slash sermon, one of my big fears might be I ain't gonna make it. Mm, yeah, I don't think I can pull this off because there's so many warnings throughout of the people who didn't. Warnings of people who <laughs> failed, uh, looking around and seeing people who have fallen. Yeah, And just the fear that I am not strong enough, I am not going to be able to accomplish this. I, I believe that beginning passage of this prayer is reminding me that I am praying to a God who has accomplished something greater than what I am asking for. He took Jesus who was dead and raised him. Yeah. How much more can he equip me to live? Jesus is also called the good Shepherd or the great shepherd, actually, the New King James says, the great shepherd of the sheep. We spent some time yesterday talking about leaders and the attitude that Christians seem to have to the spiritual leaders. Um, And we think pretty, I think, rightly about the idea of shepherds or pastors in local churches. But to remember that Jesus is ultimately the leader. It is his church. We are the sheep. We are his flock. And again, I I think about what a shepherd's going to do for us, how he is going to lead, how he is going to protect, how he is going to provide and feed, nurse us and heal us. We are in good hands when Jesus is our shepherd. In Isaiah 40, we are told about the strength of God. He is the creator of the ends of the earth. His understanding is unsearchable. Youths may faint and grow weary. Young men will fall exhausted. But those who wait on the Lord will rise up on Mm. wings like eagles. They will renew their strength. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. This is the kind of strength and power that God has. He gives might and strength to the weak. And here, this prayer begins with, look at this, he gave life to the dead. Mm -hmm. Jesus was dead, he lifted him up, he is the shepherd, he is the one that we call on. Therefore, when I pray that he will equip you with everything good that you may do his will, 
I believe God can do that. I do. He, he can do that. And so I can have faith in this prayer that God will accomplish this. I may have to follow it up with, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. But, <laughs> but having seen the demonstration of his power in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I can pray that God will give you, Andrew, that he will give me everything that I need, the equipping, in order to do his will. He will, and I and I, and I also appreciate in the prayer that uh, we are not outside of His will and outside of His plan, but He's going to be working in you or working in us. In other words, you said a moment ago, you know, I, I'm afraid that I might not make it, and I totally feel that sense of weakness and smallness. You know, in comparison to God, who is mighty and holy and perfect and pure. But God is not against us. God's for us. Yes. His plan is to be working in us and working through us. And so it, it's it's not that we're outside, but but we're in his hand and we are the chosen instruments. Again, he has encouraged us. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He has encouraged us. The Lord is my helper. I come back to those passages that were early in the chapter and then I see in this prayer, oh, he's going to be working in us. He's going to be working through us. Um, and so uh, I take encouragement in that, that yes, we can complete this work and this race. When we talk about the grace of God, often I fear we limit the grace of God to forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. I like to talk about grace as being God's power to overcome sin. Sure. That includes forgiveness. Mm -hmm. The sins that I've already committed in order for them to be overcome is going to take atonement, forgiveness, redemption, which is, of course, why Jesus died on the cross, the sacrifice that atones for and forgives my sin. Sure. But he has not forgiven sin so that I can just continue in sin. Right. I, I am to overcome sin sin. My life is to be transformed by the grace of Jesus Christ. And what I find in this prayer is that the grace of God includes the equipping to overcome. Mm. And this is something that I reach out to him for on my behalf, on your behalf, that God will equip us. Recently, I've been reading for a second time a book called The Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life. And a lot of people look at that fellow who actually is a Calvinist, so mm -hmm. I don't I don't agree with him on his Calvinism, but there's a lot of folks that have looked at him and have gotten a little upset because he places such stress on cleaning up our lives, putting to death sin, uh, pursuing devotion and daily disciplines of devotion. And there there are folks that look back that don't understand his his greater body of work that 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 think he is talking about us earning our way into heaven, which that guy would never say, because again, he's a Calvinist. Yeah, um, I disagree with him on the Calvinism part of it, but this part of surrendering to the Lord, and one of the things he pointed out was, look, God's grace is there. God has extended his grace. Right. It's not for a lack of grace if I am just lingering in sin and just continuing in sin, right. because God is offering that strength. God, he raised Jesus from the dead. What will he not do? Right. He's, he's offering this equipping. He's offering it. I've got to reach out and take it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I pray for it. I pray for it for me. I pray for it for you. I pray for it for my brothers and sisters. And this is the grace that he is offering us to equip us with every good thing that we can do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. And he does it through Jesus Christ. Amen. It is by Jesus on the cross that he produces that. And of course, as you pointed out earlier, all of that goes back to 
his glory. Right. He actually has a vested interest in doing this because he is glorified when we act this way. He absolutely And when is. we pursue this. Yeah, he absolutely is. So, you know, getting back to what do I pray then for people when they ask for prayers? And sometimes people's requests are quite specific. I mean, I know what to pray. They say, I'm struggling with this. I'm afraid about this. Uh, you know, I've got this coming up. Please pray for me. Please pray for me. And I guess in that respect, I think about, well, you know, we need to do that. Uh, the end of James uh, th- that we'll be talking about in a few weeks is about the importance of prayer and the, you know, the, the effectiveness of a fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And, you know, I, and not to say that I'm righteous, but I certainly see the, the value of uh, seeking prayer from my brothers and sisters and offering prayer for my brothers and sisters. I want people to pray for me. But when I don't know what to pray, or not only this, when I just understand that I need to pray. I need to pray for the brothers and sisters, whether they ask for it or not. I see that in a passage right here. I think there's another thing here. A lot of times when we are asking folks to pray for us, or when folks ask me to pray for them, um, there's a lot of times it's just, I'm going through this thing, help me get through it, help me. I do like the overarching principle of whether someone's asked me to pray for them because they're ill, whether someone's asking me to pray for them because they're looking for a new job, whether someone's asking me to pray for them because they've got some family trauma going on here does give an overarching principle about how to pray for all those things. Pray that God will equip them in whatever they're facing to do his will, to to do what is pleasing to him. Uh, That's, that's a prayer that I think is more profound than just give them what they asked for. Absolutely. It is help each of us as we face all of these things, whether we get what we asked for or not, that we will do the will of God doing what is pleasing to him in the face of all of this. Amen. Well, wrapped up Hebrews, And so he says, I appeal to you, brothers, bear with my word of exhortation, for I have written to you briefly. After 13 weeks, (laughs) it may not feel brief. Well, we read it again and again and again, right? We sure did. But I hope that we can go forward bearing with this word of exhortation. We're going to be meeting on Sunday to worship God. You can go to christiansmeethere.org to find location and times. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Please rate and review the podcast and all those other good boilerplate items about podcasts. Right now, why don't we pray at the conclusion here? Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will. Working in you, working in us, what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.